All right, welcome back to another opportunity to learn, grow, and come back to the inner power that we all have within ourselves. It just needs to be uncovered. I received this wonderful opportunity to come down to Puebla, Mexico, to this wonderful woman's retreat center and home. And this is Carlita or Carla, depending on nurturer or warrior, Armenta. So if you want to just introduce yourself in this beautiful uh, home that I got to stay in for the, this past month. Thank you so much. Yeah. And thank you for the beautiful introduction. For sure. For sure. <laughs> well, hmm, I want to start first talking about Casa Atma. Yeah. So my mother, she's mm -hmm. the one who really started this project, this space. And she, she has been in this a spiritual path for many years mm -hmm. so I got into this path because of her so I really am part of it mm -hmm. because of her right. so she's the one who taught me how to breathe how to get in contact in a beautiful and respectful loving way with my emotions mm -hmm. she's the one who has taught me about cycles letting go of all of mm -hmm. my tools they are thanks to my mother and what age were you when like, you really started to get these lessons from her? Mm -hmm. She invited me to my first meditation when I was 13. Wow. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, so you've been on the journey for quite a while. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Wonderful. So just for context here, I met Carlita about a month ago. Mm -hmm. I've, I've known her virtually because she is one of my good friends' girlfriends and now one of my good friends. Yes. Um, but I am also learning her story as we go along here. So. Mm -hmm. So you started when you were roughly 13, thanks to your mother, and she was the one that really got you into being mm -hmm. in that awareness. Yes, and before that, I danced classical ballet for 15 years. Wow. Yes, yeah, so okay. really my path started there. Right, and you said so, you traveled everywhere to do that as well. Yes, yeah. well, when I was um, 12, 13, in this mm -hmm. age, I went to Russia mm -hmm. with my teachers to see their their roots of ballet, right. you know, right. like where the best schools are. So I had this um, opportunity to be with them, live with them, eat with them. So mm -hmm. to really observe and see if it was the environment I wanted to be involved. Right. And I had to take this decision like super, super young. Yeah. So yeah, very young. Yeah. Most people are not yes. given that type of uh, decision making mm -hmm. so young. Yes. And so this contact with my body has been very young, mm. but it's beautiful because now it's, I'm moving, I'm expressing, I'm creating with yeah. movement, but now it's with more awareness. Mm. Now I'm bringing the awareness of my breath that maybe it's something that I missed when I was dancing. Right. And it's beautiful that now it can be more respectful because right. there's a moment when you're in classical ballet that it can be a little bit more of... Um, it's all choreographed type situation. Yes. Right. And I don't know, you are very hard with yourself because you want to get into the perfection. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. And it's competence. Yeah. So you can have the best role in a way, yeah. right? Yeah, I've had some other friends who have gone through like intense ballet and I've gotten a gist of just how rigid and, and like uh, mm -hmm. intense the environment could be. Yes. Yeah. But in, in the other way, yeah. there's a lot of discipline. Right. That it's something that 
I think it's the best tool mm -hmm. that I could like learn since I was very little to be disciplined yeah. and to know that I, if I want to get, go deeper into something, yeah. I need to be there every single day, no matter what. And you said you started ballet at what age? Two years old. At two years at old. two years old. And you went to Russia <laughs> around 13. Yeah, 12, 13. Okay. And in that time is when my mom like took me to some meditations, mm -hmm. but I was like, kind of like exploring feeling it but not full into it but because I was still more into ballet right but my mom you know yeah. like a good mother she wonderful the mother best. <laughs> wonderful mother yeah. I've gotten to live with her for the past month yeah she loves you oh she she's wonderful you. <laughs> and your father yes so she wanted the best for me and my brother right yeah. for both so she will always invite us mm -hmm. and we took some classes and well when I decided to close this cycle of ballet yeah i started to get deeper into meditation mm -hmm. and then one day my mom invited me to a kundalini yoga class ah okay mm -hmm. so this was like the first time i tried a yoga asana pranayama mm -hmm. style you're really yeah. dropping into yourself mm -hmm. yeah and this yeah. was what age this was 15 15 okay okay mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. and it was really powerful because I've never like look inside. You yeah. Know, it was the first time I was like, wow, now I have to bring the awareness. Like what's going inside? Yeah. And to do that at that young of an age, like it's impressive because the, I think like the status quo, right? We're always being caught up in like school and friends and trying to be a certain way so that we could fit in. Like your upbringing is, is very unique in comparison to like my upbringing and the status quo upbringing, at least in the United States. So it's very cool that you had this opportunity to tap into like who you really are at that young of an age. Yes. Yeah. And at the end, I've never been like, kind of like fighting with my ballet part because yeah. this brought me to where I'm standing and right. sitting right now. Right. You know, it's part of my process that I have to pass through all of these teachings of ballet, mm -hmm. because at the end ballet gave me also this, um, it taught me how to be passionate about something, right. respectful of my teachers, right. um, and to learn that it's a constant change. But now I'm, I was, I'm, well, I started to taking it more aware, right. you know? Right. So it was really beautiful mm -hmm. to share also this time with my mother to do Kundalini. Yep. And in one of the classes, one teacher, he saw me and he asked me uh, if I was a ballet dancer or if I was taking ballet classes or something because he used to be a ballet dancer. And he just knew by looking he at knew. you. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Because you know. Yeah, of yeah. course. You have a certain mannerism, like mannerisms to the way that you like have actions. Mm -hmm. yeah. How you move, how you express yeah. with your body and how yeah. in contact you are with it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so... Um, we were talking about it, but also I opened so much with him and I told him that I was kind of like confused because I built a big identity and label of myself right. in ballet right. that I was in this cycle of letting go. And then I was like, so now what, what do do? I will do? Right. I took up a, like, like who, the entire, you know, 15 years of your life. Well, 13 I started at two years old. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, okay, I have to really observe myself and be like if Carla is not the ballet dancer who is Carla mm. Mm, so was there a certain like moment 
or was it this class or this like year that you were going through this transition that brought you to this or was there something in ballet like in your last year or two where you just were kind of like this isn't me maybe I'm something else mm -hmm. like was there a moment that that had happened yeah so I finished until when I was like 15 years old yeah. the ballet classes because I wanted to close properly the cycle okay even though I knew it wasn't what I wanted to do for my life I yeah. I knew inside me I needed to finish like the whole thing you know okay, yeah. I had to close the cycle so the next thing yeah could come like easily how did you know it was the end of the cycle like what made it for you like you knew like this is it first of all because um there was nothing else after that okay you went as far as you could with ballet yes got it okay. or you go like into a school but like to be a ballerina but like mm -hmm. traveling mm -hmm. and doing that for life got it mm -hmm. so also it was the moment for me to close the cycle and i was looking for something different and yeah. more like taking these meditations and something inside me was moving and i was questioning a lot of things and i wanted to feel like more free and softer with myself mm -hmm. and not that hard in a way so yes when this teacher jab singh he yeah. told me about asanas i was like what is asanas you know like yeah 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 this? yeah so i went to a class and the first class was ashtanga yoga and i fall in love not with the practice first it was with the mantra interesting mm -hmm. okay i felt like the vibration and the strength of the mantra and everyone so focused and really getting inward that i was like wow this is like a different energy that i've never felt before and is this the same mantra that you open up classes with yes same yeah, one the okay same one so for context if you guys don't know what ashtanga yoga is carlita will explain it <laughs> but when we get into our uh practice for the day Carlita always opens up the practice with a specific mantra. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the mantra is to open up the space, right. the space, our physical body, mm -hmm. our body, yeah. our mind, our thoughts, our limitations are beside, the judgments are, judgments are beside. We leave everything away in that, right. in, we can call it like yeah. that. So yes, we open up the space. And it's just there to practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, so I tried this this yeah. practice for the first time and i was like wow <laughs> it's very profound yeah because you see every part of yourself the things yeah. that you like of yourself and also things that you have to work with yeah we can call it the light and the shadow yeah yeah and this practice is so real <laughs> i'm learning it for the first time like as of january 1st january 2nd this year as like Carlita is my first Ashtanga teacher, so I'm getting the glimpses of like where the frustration comes up and where the uh, aggravation of like my body limitations comes up, mm -hmm. my ability to just drift off into thought even while I'm doing asanas, and yeah. yeah, yeah. It's because the practice is not just about like the physical body. Of yeah. course, you find a balance of strength, flexibility, equilibrio, like right. in your body. But if you go further that, mm. um, you like understand that a lot of emotions are stored in our bodies, a lot of fears, a lot of doubts that we just store them and we never really like release them. Right. So 
that's why sometimes you feel pain. It's literally tightness. caught up in our nervous system. Like it's literally just like causing all these little knots, kind of mm-hmm. like you have in your muscles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So we can see like the body gets knots and with your breath, you're slowly releasing yes. all of it. Yes, yeah. Yes. That's why breath work is so like profound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and we do a type of breathing technique that helps you to warm up the body mm-hmm. to like the blood circulate very well in your body so you can like sweat all the toxins Mm -hmm. and it's really like you are doing like this but not just to your body also to your mind to To your your nervous system yeah the whole thing everything your emotions yeah and then you can really observe yeah that even though we have the same body it's a different experience every single day yes because like you have seen in ashtanga practice we have sequence, a right. sequence. There are six sequence in Ashtanga mm-hmm. yoga, but of course you start with the first one primary and series, slowly, yeah. the primary series, and slowly you start learning asana by asana, posture by posture. Right. And you repeat this for a long time. It can be years. It can yeah. be all your life. Yeah. But yeah, it's like the lifestyle, like our life, yeah. normal life. We have the same body. Maybe we see the same persons every day. But it's never the same feeling, emotion. Yeah, and as you go through this practice, and like I saw this this morning, I woke up, I saw something, I I do like investing and trading on the side to pay for these things, which uh, most of my YouTube channel doesn't know, but I woke up stressed. um, And then as soon as I like got into the practice, I was able to kind of like objectively look at it. And as I was going through the practice, it was like mud was getting washed off my metaphorical glasses so that I could see clearer and I was able to just with the breath with the asanas with the dristi the focus I was able to have an entirely different perspective of the events that were going on the challenges that were going on in my life Mm -hmm. yeah and even more so from a non just like event related thing also like the things that are more deeply stored in my body like you're saying are just like slowly being worked out and so Although yoga can make you feel very good at some points, mm-hmm. the dark, you know, does come out. Those um, unresolved Meetings. emotions and yes, yeah, they do yes. come out. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I always recommend everyone mm-hmm. like to before starting your practice, just like observe yourself and really question yourself and ask yourself like, why I'm practicing, you right. know, like why I'm doing this, which part of me it's leading to this right because it, it's amazing that the practice can also question you and like really like bring you into like take out all these labels and identity that we right. put in right. our lives you yeah, know? yeah 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 mm-hmm. and that is like a beautiful point because as you know i was just filming about self-awareness the other mm-hmm. day um and this is uh, the video that i released last week is yoga is an in- extremely powerful tool in becoming aware of these beliefs and these habits that we have so that we're not, you know, shackled to them. We're not uh, caged by them. We could become aware. And if they are in alignment with us, those beliefs and those habits, we keep them. If they're not in alignment with, you know, our, uh, greatest selves the the self that is happier the self that is more peaceful if they're not in alignment with that then now we have the ability to shift out of that and learn new things and kind of clear the slate yeah and yeah. we open space for new things right to come right 
different tools, opportunities, people, environment, mm -hmm. because for real, like I was sharing in the last retreat, yeah. our energetic mandala is made of everything. We put our intention mm -hmm. and our time on it. Like yeah. your energetic mandala is made by the emotions mm -hmm. you have, the people you have, the music you listen, the places right. you go, like your environment. Yeah. Everything is made. So we are the observers of this mandala. Right. We're right. not in the middle. Right. We're just observing this mandala. So we are the ones who can change this. Right. And day by day we can decide. Right. To well, how do we want to show up in the world? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. And and again like opening up that capacity for um being aware instead of being inside the mandala it gives us the ability to respond to life and create to life mm -hmm. create life instead of just constantly reacting to it and just for being on sure. autopilot yes yeah and also this practice is beautiful because we understand that we're in a physical world right. a material world so we have a physical body of course right? yep. we want to have like a good communication and feel good with this material body for sure so that's why we also make a very conscious movement to have it healthy mm -hmm. don't have any sickness right so when you are balanced there's no space for sickness right 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 so you feel good with this shell mm -hmm. so slowly you can have a stable meditation Yep. base that yep. is your body so you can really spend here in a comfortable position um sometime and meditate so this vehicle is not an obstacle anymore right 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 and it's so nice to feel good with yourself yeah. yeah and you when we were preparing uh for like this conversation last night because we're living together so we get to yes. see each other uh, <laughs> on a regular basis but you had said to me and i wrote it down what you feed your mind and what you feed your body, it's manifested in the ex in your external actions, in your mm -hmm. physical health, in the way that you think. And because you're thinking a certain way, you're going to behave a certain way. And so like you, and like you could just see how you're sitting, right? Like <laughs> you have given yourself these tools and you've given yourself the ability to, to like really sit with what is and what is not working to cleanse or add and mm -hmm. it has ended up being you know this very very healthy very aligned mm -hmm. very stable right and you could just hear it in your conversation you're you're present you're clear you're mm -hmm. creative you know you're structured thank you and yeah. yes what you're saying is so beautiful because um like this we understand that we're a whole that right. there's no separation what you feed to your body it will manifest in your mind right in your thoughts right. in your emotions what you feed to your emotion is auto automatically same to your body right so it's the same right they are not separate right so that's why we have to feed every single part of our being and be intentional with it very intentional. yes being conscious yes. of the actions that we're taking and being intentional mm -hmm. yeah so when you are ready that's why it's like um, a leather, right? Like, mm -hmm. okay, you do asana so you can have this good, uh, stable body mm -hmm. to do meditation. And when you finish your asana practice, as you've seen, yeah. your mind is a little bit more clear. Mm -hmm. There's less noise. Mm -hmm. So you can have this capacity of really observe yourself with less noise. Yes. With this trash. Yes. You yeah, know? No, yeah, like, like <laughs> literally noise. Like... 
was static in the mind. Yeah, so yeah. after your asana practice, you can go outside the world yep. and be more focused, more present, mm -hmm. more loving, mm -hmm. more humble, more grateful. Because sometimes I feel like my practice is like rock, how you say rock and the. Um, Like rotating? Oh, no, like a no. roller coaster? Yes, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of emotions. Of course, yeah. And it's like, wow, I felt so many things in one and a half hour, two hours, or whatever is your time of practice. And it's like, wow. Like, I've observed so many sides of me. Mm -hmm. Like, everything that now I can go out, so chill. Yeah. And so ready for everything. Yeah. And the practice really teaches you to whatever you are. Any situation you are, any decision you have to take, you have to take a deep breath, yeah. you know, before anything. Yep. So the practice connects you to your center, mm -hmm. to your breath, mm -hmm. so you can bring these tools to your normal life. Right. Mm -hmm. That's why I love that we do it first thing in the morning, too, because, like, with me meditating, I meditate, like, I wake up, I go to the bathroom, I meditate, it's like, mm -hmm. immediately... And you come back to yourself before coming to the world. And like then you get to operate from this place of power because instead of just waking up, going on your phone and reacting to the world and kind of not operating from like uh, being conscious, being aware, mm. I first come back to my breath. I first come back to listening to myself and then go out in the world. And that's like one of the best things about Ashtanga. I mean, waking up at 6 a.m., you know. This is an act But of self-love. It is, know? yeah. Self-discipline, self self-love, same thing, you know. It's just like putting yourself first mm -hmm. in the list, on the list. Yes. You know, like, yeah. okay, let's see what's going on inside. Yeah. Okay, maybe you feel this, this, this. I won't put any pressure or judgment, mm -hmm. but this is what's going on. Mm -hmm. And it's okay if today is like, I feel super heavy with my body. It's fine because... We can't expect mm -hmm. it to be the same Perfect every single every day. day. Right. We can right. get attached to this emotion of, right. oh, I feel so good in my body. Right. But right. also, you can get attached to the feeling of, wow, I will never progress. I feel so, like, you know, like, tired. Mm -hmm. It's just like every day, it's a constant changing and changing and changing. Right. Being fluid. Yep. Fluid, open, humble, and yep. grateful. Yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that's exactly what Ashtanga does. I don't want to lose your story, though, because her story, <laughs> I do know some parts of it, and her story gets even cooler, right? So she knows so much about Ashtanga because she's an authorized teacher. Yeah. And to become an authorized teacher, you need to go to the source of where Ashtanga comes from, which is My a very story. specific place in India. Yes. So if you want to tell us, like, the first time that you went there and then a little bit about, like, You were, I don't want to give the surprise away, this. but there's like certain things like <laughs> other authorized teachers haven't experienced that you have mm -hmm. experienced. So if you wanted to share a little bit about, you know, that transition of questioning yourself and leaving ballet and then coming into Ashtanga, yeah. I'd mm -hmm. love to hear that. And I'm sure, you yes. know, it's a cool story, mm -hmm. you know. So um, I met here in Puebla mm -hmm. a teacher that she was the one who like, showed me the traditional Ashtanga yoga practice and I practiced with her for some time but then she left mm -hmm. and I was like what I will do now you know I'm alone I'm young and I'm like I don't know what's the next step you know right. so with my mom I started like to read more about Ashtanga and she was the one who, who found the 
the institute, like the school in India, in Mysore, and she told me, have you seen this or read about this? I'm like, no. So then we were like looking at it and it was like, wow, there's like a whole tradition behind this practice. Right. And I love like very traditional practices. Right. Mm. They're rooted in, in something. They're rooted in the time. Roots. Yeah. Yeah, yes. for sure. <laughs> Test of time. I mean, yeah. like what other, you know, credibility marker do you need? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So then I was traveling a lot to Tulum in this time. Yeah. And I met my first authorized and certified teacher of Ashtanga Yoga okay. in Tulum. His name is Mark Roberts. Mm-hmm. And well, I was practicing with him some time for some time. And the first time I went to India is because he told me like, the school is open this time, so maybe you can send your application and you can go. And I was like, okay, I will try. Mm-hmm. Let's see, no expectation. And I got accepted. So after that, I was like, I'm ready to go. and. Just be open and see what... Yeah, um, I mean, hell, I mean, you've already been to Russia and spent yes, a lot of yes. time in Russia. It's like not, you know, not yes. a big deal. So I went to India and... What age? I was 20. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, 20. Okay. And wow, it was a whole experience because I was really not expecting anything at all it wasn't like a trendy thing to go to Mysore at that time yeah I mean it, I don't even know if it is now it is now it is now it okay. is now but I'm not in the Ashtanga game <laughs> it is now like yeah. a, like it's very known now yeah right? okay. but in that time like no one knew right so I was like okay I'm going to the school I get got there you went with a lot of details or more like <laughs> I mean listen whatever whatever you want to share I just know that you've been doing this for a very long time and like mm. I'm just going to give it away she's the youngest person to ever be an authorized, authorized. you know ashtanga teacher which yeah. is which is wild you yeah. know that's a, a very cool accomplishment you mm-hmm. know I think I, that shows I, your your ballet discipline really came into play yeah. Yeah. yeah I just remember that I was 19 19 okay mm-hmm. yes got it Yes, wow. And I'm like, wow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people told me, like, India is tough. You know, like, you have to be prepared. And yes, I get it's not for everyone. But I was like, I think it's for me, but also I will just leave the door open. So I remember when I got to the airport and the doors opened. Mm -hmm. And I stepped, I took one step into India, like, there. For the first time. I was like, I took really like, <sighs> I'm in home. I felt wow. so comfortable. Yeah. I was like, yes, I think this feels right. You feel aligned with the decision. Yeah. I felt so oh, good that, I, that feeling is like, yes. just like a nice pat on the back. Like, yes. keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. So, well, I, I land on, it was Bangalore. Okay. And then from Bangalore to Mysore, it's four hours driving. Okay. And I just had to like trust because I didn't knew the driver, like no one and the roads are like crazy. And it was like the middle of the night when I arrived and I was like, okay, this will take four hours and I don't know where this person is taking me, you know, like yeah. I will just trust and be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hope but, you end up at the right spot. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. finally I arrived there and it was amazing. like. To see the yogis walking with their mat and like I was like okay maybe this is their community you know right so when I was 
in my first class, mm -hmm. in my first practice, I remember I was shaking. Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, what if I forget something? You know, like, I'm so like, it was a mix of happy, grateful, but also so like nervous and like shy. Right. But it's like, wow, my first sound salutation like this, you know? <laughs> Because also there's so much energy. Yeah. Everyone is so focused in their practice. Yeah. So present in themselves. No one never sees like who's beside. Right. They're, They're so focused. Yes. I mean, if you're going to the source, you know, you are. <laughs> yeah, you're there. You're there and you're going to be serious and take advantage of the actual experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was like, you know, yeah. and then I saw my teacher walking, Sharad G, Sharad Joyce. Mm -hmm. And I saw him. I was like, wow. I'm not doubting of this tool, of this practice, right. of myself, of my decision and of my teacher like i know just by seeing him how he moves how he talks how he's just like expressing he's and leading literally us, present yeah i'm like i'm in perfect hands yeah. you know yeah yeah you really just feel secured and, yeah. and supported in that so grateful yeah. yes and also it wasn't a big group of people mm -hmm. in that time because now there's more people like going right but um before it was like less Mm -hmm. So um, it was really interesting. And like roughly just to like gauge this experience for myself and for anybody who's listening, when you walk into this room, right? When mm -hmm. you walk into this, um, uh, I'm forgetting the name for it. Ashala. Ashala. Mm -hmm. How many people would you say are practicing at one time? Maybe 60. It's a lot of people to walk in. You're by yourself at 19 years old, <laughs> you know? Yes, but... It's more about the energy. You of feel. course, yeah. Yeah, of course. it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. I felt so grateful in that, in that moment that I could experience that so young. Of course, yeah. And how much experience did you have in Ashtanga before you went to India? Mm -hmm. Like, did you have the primary series on lock before no. you went? Okay. No, no, no. So I was practicing maybe half of it. Mm-hmm because I didn't have really like no one to taught me like the rest. Got it. And maybe I tried some postures with my teacher, mm -hmm. but I, I wasn't like feeling confident to do the whole thing yet. Mm -hmm. But when I went to India in that time, I did the whole primary series. Right. Mm -hmm. okay. I did the full posture and there's a beautiful energy that your body opens up so much there because you are trusting And because you're bringing all of your attention and your awareness into the practice. Right. Right. So and you're doing it how often during the day? Like how many? Like every day you do it once. Okay. So roughly rest, two, to, two to three hours. Two hours. Two hours. But okay. the rest of the time, even though you are not doing asanas, you are focused in yeah. the practice. Like you can study. Like jhana yoga. <laughs> right. How, yeah. Is that how you pronounce it? Yes. And yeah. yes, there's many classes outside right. and not just like of um, philosophy right. but also like of music Ayurveda but at the end all of it it's part of yoga right of course right right. that's a very important right. thing to mention right. like yoga is not just the asana part right and talking about ashtanga also is not a style of yoga right right ashtanga yoga is a lifestyle right in a way it's like a path see I'm still learning I'm constantly being taught <laughs> And if without taking like the name of Ashtanga Yoga, like yoga in general, yeah. it's also um, the way you experience life, right. you know, how you want to live life. Right. 
and yes it's it's beautiful because then you understand that for being like a yogi we can call it like that yeah. it's not about just doing asana it's like okay how do you treat yourself with food again yeah how do you what show are you studying mm-hmm. are you really reading also this part even though of course the like it's very important to have the experience you also need to study you right. know it's like a balance. I, I feel like this is a really good segue into the five elements of Ashtanga because you're talking about how it's a lifestyle. It's not just like you go work out, you forget about it the rest of the day. It's like the way that you show up on your mat is the way that you're going to show up at work, in your relationships, all of it, right? And you explained to me uh, during the retreat that we did the five elements. And this is an even deeper look into just how the Ashtanga that you do on your mat shows up in your life. Mm-hmm. Because so, your practice is the reflection of your life. Exactly. Right? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> it's yeah. the reflection. Yeah. Like your practice says so much of you. Yeah. Like when yesterday we were talking about like your physical form. Right. Talks of your internal form. Right. Your internal figure. Exactly. That what is your internal figure? Your emotions, your thoughts, your habits. Beliefs. Your stories. Yeah. The stories that you tell yourself. Of course. Everything are vibrations that create a form. That is your body. Right. And the anger, shame, guilt, those are much lower vibrations than the, the peace, the happiness, the clarity, the joy, which are the love which are much more uh, powerful, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. can really be very um, enlightening and attractive for yourself and for other relationships. Yes, yeah. and we have to pass through all, right? Yeah, yeah. Also, if we don't want to see it, we have to pass through it so we can also experience the other side. Like yeah. how we experience happiness if we haven't cried in our life. Exactly. Right, like yeah. how we will know this feels like this. And that's why it's like, it's like, the light and the dark. The dark isn't bad. No. Right? The dark might be <laughs> painful, but it's not bad. It's necessary to be moving through that, you know. Mm-hmm. But so so share yeah. with me what the, what the five elements are. Okay. So we start with the breath. This is number one. Number one. Mm-hmm. The breath is so important. And slowly with time, we forget about the breath. Mm-hmm. Even when we are babies, like if you are, I don't know, in the dust, mm-hmm. in, the, in the plants, and if you are getting like um, some dirt in your clothes, what the first thing that people say, no, right? So what does the baby do? <gasps> Cuts its breath. Yeah. So slowly, with many situations of your life, mm-hmm. fear, mm-hmm. anger, many things. We slow our breath. You yep. slow and cut our breath. Mm-hmm. So we will yeah. lose or like, yeah, we disconnect with this part. Yeah. Yep. So we are staying again starting like to reconnect with our breath mm-hmm. and learning that we need to always take some time to breathe before saying something right breathe before choosing right. breathe before like everything yeah right? and continue breathing even when we get triggered or we're in a tri- like a challenging conversation because it's those moments where it's easiest to lose the breath but if we keep our breath right then we're getting that nutrition to every cell in our body and it's uh it prevents the fight or flight to truly take Mm -hmm. over our ability to think clearly creatively 
our body doesn't shut down because the breath is still bringing that oxygen, bringing that nutrition to Even all right parts. now, yeah. we have to give our breath, you yeah. know? Like <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what question do I ask next? I forget to breathe. Yeah. But yes, it's yeah. beautiful because it's a tool. Like we have already the best tool inside us, yeah. breath. It's always with it's us. Always with us. Yeah. 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 So number the one, breath, the number okay. one also, because in the asana practice, the one who leads the movement mm -hmm. is the breath. Mm -hmm. You, before you move, you take an inhale or exhale, depending the movement, but always the guide, the music is the breath. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So we try to keep a very flowy, constant, deep breath. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Of course, with time, it gets longer, but at the beginning, may, it might be shorter, and it's part of the process, you right. know? And us teachers, for new students, it's like the first thing you need to like show. Is breath. It's not asanas, it's right. not posture, it's like observe your breath. Right, because the asanas don't matter if you're not breathing correctly. Where, how does the energy <laughs> flows? Like, right, right, <laughs> right? exactly, yes. exactly. Yes, so well, that's number one. Number one. Then, um, let's go to drishti, very important. Yeah. Where does your sight go? So, in the um, asanas, yeah. in every asana, there's a drishti. It's where you bring your attention, your sense. Your focus. Your focus. And yeah. it's the same drishti inside the mat, outside the mat. Right. Where are you putting your attention outside? Yeah. Where is your focus? Mm -hmm. And is drishti only external like awareness like being aware of like like only external environment or could drishti also be like where we're focusing on our internal environment also both. okay both Wonderful. are very important mm -hmm. good okay yes and because we're used to always look outside yeah so the drishti will make your practice inward right will bring the attention inward the society is made for us to be like distracted. Of course. With colors, with Being in everything. the world, right, mm -hmm. right, right. But in the world is this. <laughs> right, right, but right. like in the real world <laughs> yeah. is in here, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, so we are like, okay, let's bring back our attention. Yeah. So you can like live peacefully right. outside. Right, mm -hmm. wonderful. Yeah, so that's number two. Breath, drishti. Drishti, we go to vinyasa. Mm -hmm. Vinyasa is the union of breath and movement. Mm -hmm. where, this is where it all comes together, right? Yes, yeah. it's when it comes together and yeah. also in life. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, yes, it's, this is very similar to the breath mm -hmm. because at the end you understand that there's no movement without taking the breath. The yeah. breath. It's just being aware mm -hmm. of every decision you take, mm -hmm. every step you being take conscious. in your life. Mm -hmm. It's right. bringing this awareness. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then we can go to bandas. Which is number four. Mm -hmm. Okay. That bandas I'm trying are... to focus on that yeah, right yeah. now. I'm like slumping <laughs> over. I got to come back up. <laughs> I'm saying it and you're getting like Yeah, I'm like bandas. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Bandas is... They are like energetic locks. That they right. will help to prevent the... Um, Loss of energy. Loss of energy in postures. Right. Yes. And so you have three bandhas. You have, mm -hmm. I forget the name of them, but. Mula banda. Mula banda, which is essentially like your sacral. The root. Root. Is the root. Okay. So mula 
it means root. Root. Mm -hmm. okay. So it's the root banda okay. that it comes like when you activate or you engage, we can call it like that. Yeah. Your pelvic floor. Mm -hmm. It brings the energy up. It's kind of like like if you've ever heard of like Kegels or like the muscle you use to stop peeing. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's kind of like that same muscle. It's like you lock that muscle in mm -hmm. and it keeps the energy in. Yep. Yes, and it's a very slightly action. So mm -hmm. you don't want to squeeze. Okay, mm -hmm. still learning. <laughs> no, it's yeah, and yeah, yeah. in everything. Even in the postures in asana, you don't want to squeeze your muscles. Mm -hmm. You want to activate. Right. You want to lift. Right. You want to feel, you know, like light. Right. But Mula Vanda also help you to get rooted, mm -hmm. but it helps to bring the energy up. So when you active Mula Vanda, Udhyana Vanda comes together. And that's the, how do you pronounce it again? Udhyana Vanda. Udhyana Vanda. Mm -hmm. And where's that one? Two fingers. Above the above belly, the belly button. Above the belly button. Mm -hmm. Okay. There is like your center. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, That's literally example, what I visualize when I think of like coming back to my center. It's like right here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kundalini's call it um, the hara. Is your power okay. where it, like your inner strength is like built. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's fascinating too because like when we learn about. Uh, like I was telling you about Mantak Chia, this is like sexual Kung Fu, being able to utilize your creative energy. Um, you, when you cycle it up through your spine, you bring it back into this area because this area has the largest capacity to hold that energy. And the other cool thing is that this is exactly where you, uh, you left the, um, I'm forgetting the, the name of it, but you left your mother. Right? This was your last Cordon source. Cordon umbilical. Yeah, your umbilical cord. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it's like, this is it, this is the like um, landing pad for all of your mother's nutrients and the support that you gain from her. And so it's like, this area is just like the epicenter of energy in the body. Yes. And it's so beautiful because since I was very little, my mom always told me like, if you're scared, if you're confused, yeah. or like you don't find stability, put your fingers here. Yeah and breathe so mm. i was doing that since i was little you really. were learning at a center from a, <laughs> as a child yeah even though i really knew what was all of this yeah but i was doing it because i know it will help mm -hmm. so i was in constant like contact with the core the center without like knowing the udiana mm -hmm. you know and well this udiana banda will help you to feel lighter right so in these postures, or if you see videos of yogis like moving very like fluid and with a lot of control of their self, their body, is because um, they are very active in their bandhas. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And of course, like you said, there are muscles inside that maybe if we haven't really worked with them or been aware with them, it takes time like every single muscle and yeah. every single thing in life. Right. Mm -hmm. right. So these ones are, it they take time. Yeah, they of can course. take lives. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. Yeah. I really, I, I believe it. Yeah. And then you have sure. your third banda, which is in Jarandala Banda. Okay. That you activate. So get these names down. <laughs> you activate it, bringing your shin slightly down, so the energy don't goes from okay. your mouth 
ice hit. It's kind of like you're taking three parts of a pipe and like locking them together so that the energy can perfectly flow and there's no obstruction. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's why it's important yeah. to keep good posture too so that you're keeping cl- a clear flow of energy. Yes. Okay. And usually this panda, you just do it in Ashtanga Yoga in... You remember the the last sequence of sitting, the one that you're like this? Yes. In this one. Yeah. So imagine like you are in your lotus mm-hmm. and you're bringing these fingers together right. and your hands like this. So why we want to create the lotus? Because with time, when you have everything sealed, the energy can flow through all of your body, you know, mm-hmm. with the with the pandas, right? So it's the never energy lost. is never lost. So you are pressing here. Your legs are helping to mm-hmm. move the energy. It goes up, and you have the banda, so it don't go. And down, it don't go. So it's this con- constant moving. It's like the infinity and symbol, but in your body. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. now you're experiencing that too. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So we have bandhas, we have dristi, we have breath, we have vinyasa. And asanas. And asanas. Okay. Finally. Finally. <laughs> See, asanas are not first. You need no. to have this other stuff online. Yes. Yeah. And asanas is a beautiful way to get in contact with your body because in that way your body can communicate with you. Right. Sometimes you feel like a little bit like, I don't know, something in your knee and it's like your knee trying to tell you like, hey, give me some attention, give me some love, you know, like I also need to be, I don't know, like bring the awareness to your knee, the breath to your knee Mm -hmm. because we get so used to feel pain. Yeah. And then you feel like it's part of you, like you wake up every day and you're like, oh, this is hurting, but... It's every day, yeah. you know, and then it's like, it's part of me. And no, no, it's not. This is a symptom. This is your body telling you, yeah. hey, I need some attention. Yeah, and every day we need to have like a small detox of mind thoughts, but also like your body mm-hmm. and you need to like get active and strong right. and feel this balance. Right. And it's a beautiful way to communicate, to create, to express and to liberate from many, many things in your life that are like holding you and bringing you a lot of tightness, anxiety. Yeah. So, yes, it's like, yeah, <laughs> like, that's what, yeah, <laughs> but that's like, that's, that's why I've come to like Ashtanga so much because it's just a, such a wholesome process in becoming aware of ourselves, becoming more wholesome within ourselves, becoming more conscious of our experience becoming more of the creators of our experience, like coming back to the power, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. So like we said before, Ashtanga Yoga has six series. Right. So the first series um, is Yoga Chikitsa, Yoga of the Therapy. Okay. Yoga so, Therapy. Therapeutic Yoga. We can therapeutic call it Yoga. Like okay. Got I'm it. just translating from Spanish to English. You understand. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're doing so. a great job, honestly. You have great <laughs> yeah. English. So it's just like bringing your body active mm-hmm. you know getting connected with your roots with your toes like every single part of your body gets super active yeah. and connected and it helps everything come into balance right mm-hmm. so you're not just in your head you're not just in your heart you have this wise mind connection between the two and that is the platform for fantastic decision making a great way to be present and show up in your life 
Mm-hmm. Mm. And then is when you realize also that yoga is very profound if yeah. you want it to be. Right. The practice will be super soft if you want to make it soft. It will be super hard, hard if you want to make it hard. At the end, we decide how we want to do mm-hmm. our practice and our life. Mm-hmm. How we take every single practice day by day, knowing that it's never the same. The practice for me has been one of the most beautiful ways of showing me the impermanence of life. Yes, and yes. being okay with that. And yeah, being okay with that, like that's that's the biggest thing. Yes, yeah. I've been studying with my mom, uh, Tibetan Buddhism, mm-hmm. and for real, um, at the beginning was like, okay, how I really connect the impermanence with my practice, it's there every day. Yeah. I have the same body, but not. Yeah, and detaching to the expectation that it has to be always the same or it has to be a certain way. Just being with what is. Being with what is is like the biggest form of uh, of like letting go. It's so relieving. Oh my God. It's like, I just want to like, this is what it looks like. It's just like, ah, big deep breath, you know? Yes, it's just like, there's nothing to show. Right. You right. know, yeah. not to anyone, either to yourself. Yeah. Just show Nothing up. to prove. Right. You know? Yeah. You release all the expectations mm-hmm. that you have of the practice, of your body, of how it should seem. Right. Because we are so different. Every single person is so different that we can't expect to have the same posture, the same lifestyle, the yeah. w- same way of living. Because 100%. starting like looking into the asana part, the yeah. postures. Be, imagine you and me. You're a man, I'm a woman. Yeah. Starting right there, it's there. different. Yeah. We have different yeah. cultures, yeah. right? So also that it's very important. Like your history, it's mm-hmm. very important. If you had a religion, if I have one, um, your body type. Yeah. All coming from different backgrounds injuries, and resources. Everything is so different. Yeah. Of course we are connected to the same practice mm-hmm. the same we can call it like it's not goal it's like um how do you say it? like structure intention it's the same intention yeah but we are finding Path. our way yeah you know right mm-hmm. right yeah we want to be very loving and respectful mm-hmm. how we practice right very of our process yeah we can't rush there's not shortcuts yeah there is no shortcut. There is no shortcut. And no. if you think there is a shortcut, it's actually going to it's going to be a long cut because it's going to hold you back from actually just going on the path that needs to be gone on. So deeper things take yeah, time. They do. And with that, uh, we don't have too much time left. Okay. <laughs> but this has been the, like this has been fantastic. We've wanted to do this for a few days now yeah. and now we're finally getting to drop in. And I got to learn even more about you and solidify more of my Ashtanga practice. <laughs> um, but I'm sure, like myself, that people who are listening or watching are going to have questions for you about the Ashtanga practice or maybe more about your story since we only got to give glimpses. <laughs> um, but where can people find you? Where do you like when people reach out to you? Where can people maybe see some of your content or mm-hmm. uh, maybe practice with you virtually? Mm-hmm. So, um, this, is <laughs> 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 this is so fun because yeah. 
for me it has been a little bit hard to put like classes or like talks on YouTube or yeah. Instagram like this because I felt always that I wasn't ready. Right. You know. But I I learned a lot from you via Instagram. Yeah. I I mean personally speaking. Yeah, but mostly I I share on Instagram everything. Right. right. Yes, and. I'm, I'm very inspired by you and your work that really I'm thinking very seriously to start my YouTube channel yeah. or something in Spotify, like a podcast or something, because it's so beautiful, like how you share all of your knowledge and all of what you've been experiencing in life yeah. through this. And people can Thank get you. inspired, you know, yeah. and get into like this path. So... Mm-hmm. Soon, I have already my YouTube. So, what is your YouTube? Let's just say that so people can <laughs> be the first to be there. <laughs> Carla with K, yep. Armenta. Okay, I'll, and I'll tag you. Yes, you yeah, tag yeah. me. You find all of the uh, links that she's going to share with us below Instagram, okay. YouTube, maybe an NFT collection some point yes, soon. Yes, yes, we're working on that. Yep. We're working on that. Yep, and also. Yeah. It sounds like until the YouTube is up, you're actually just going to have to come to Casa Atma <laughs> here in Pueblo, Mexico and practice with us. And we do actually, I shouldn't say we, I'm not one of the facilitators, um, but Carla and Grant, who will also be on the podcast, are going to be holding another retreat February 9th of 2022. Yes. So hopefully you're listening to this before that time period and maybe we'll get to see you here. Yes, because Marcello yeah. is staying. Yeah, because I'm staying. <laughs> Thank um, you so much for having me. Yeah, yeah. I'm so honored and so happy. This will not be the we... last time. I know. For sure. I know. We're going to do like another one next yes, week. Yes, for sure. <laughs> Tomorrow. <laughs> Tomorrow. Um, wonderful. Well, yeah. Guys, uh, again, like always, if you guys found this content valuable or, uh, you know, provocative so that you're thinking a different way, let's have a conversation about it. Let's reach out to one of us on Instagram, maybe drop a comment in the uh, message in the comments below. And as always, if you found this really valuable and only if you found it really valuable, a like or a subscription goes a very long way. But for right now, we'll see you uh, in the next video or maybe at Casa Alma in February. Yes. Namaste. Namaste. Much love. Yes. Wonderful. Let's go. Woo. <laughs> that was wonderful. Amazing. Amazing. Let's make sure this. Oh, my God. You did it. Well.